Margaret Atwood is Big Brother. <laughs> I believe it. I'd buy Facts! It. I'd buy that book. Facts podcast. I'd buy that Rolling Stone interview. That's the special episode sound. Yay. Sorry, I'm done now. <laughs> done, it's fine. It's not true. She's not. She's never done. Never done. Can't uh, stop, won't stop. We're here for a very special mini episode. It's going to be mini. It's going to be mini, and it's probably not going to be very fun, but bear with us. It's important. It is important. I so, don't know if you... Oh. No. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, this is a tense moment. This is a t- I don't know if we're going to be able to work through... It's fine. Just breathe. Just breathe. Stay calm. Stay calm. You should go. I think you should go. You're closer to the door. No, I meant, like, speak. <laughs> oh! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> We've completely fallen apart. <laughs> the lines of communication have disintegrated. I am yeah. um, sure that you have heard uh, there's a lot of talk. There have recently been some abortion bills passed in the states, namely Alabama and Georgia. And if you haven't heard, I'm sure that you can guess already how great those bills were. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do, we didn't talk about how we were gonna do this before we did this, so now uh, we're here. It's cause it's a mini episode. True, alright. Okay, we, mini we, episodes, unscripted, fly no the, outline, just going off of we, whatever we feel in the moment, flying in the, the mini moment. Pants. Okay. Okay, basically, here's the thing. Everybody has been talking about these bills, and we'll talk about them a little bit, and sort of just, like, very quickly sort of set straight some of the details that we yeah. feel like in all of the media hullabaloo have been misconstrued but uh, actually what we want to talk about because i i feel i think you feel like lots of outlets have covered this really well if you're a reasonable human being you look at these bills and you go this is fucked up this is not this is a step backwards and it is an insult to people with uteruses um and i don't know that we have to like necessarily reiterate all that if you don't know that i can't help you uh we're gonna talk a little bit about canada because i feel like whenever this stuff happens in the states everyone's first reaction is like moving to canada or like so glad i live in canada and the truth is like we're all so fucking up in canada and nobody is talking about that big time so, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there are two major bills that people are talking about. Um, I read both of the bills this morning, as opposed to reading the coverage. Nerd. Yeah, I am a nerd. But there was just so much inform- misinformation, and I could not keep it straight. So I was like, okay, fuck this. Like, I'm just gonna. I'm not. I, and I un- couldn't understand most of it, but I tried. So I think the first thing to note, one of the first, uh, you see that photo going around of like all of those white men that's like these people shouldn't be making choices about whatever. White women. Yeah. And like, you know what? That's valid. But also like the governor who signed the Alabama law is a lady. Yeah. A white lady. Yep. Uh, So and and in a place where like a lot of people who need access to these things are uh, women of color. So intersectionality. Yeah. Don't ignore. This isn't just a women's right issue it's also a race issue also you can't just blame everything on white men as much as we would like to definitely women involved in the oppression of other women yeah absolutely so the uh, alabama bill is banning abortion effectively once there is cells in utero which 
is uh, banning all abortion, basically. Yes. Um, and with the bill's language, the exception is a lethal fatal anomaly. Which, you know, again, the language is also vague, which leaves, leaves it up to doctor... Uh, Discernation? That's not a word. What am I? Discernation. What am I trying um, to say? Um, Holy I shit. know. I know what you were trying to I say, know. but now that you've asked me and there's a mic here staring at me, I can't tell you. Discretion. There you go. That's bingo, the word. Bingo, bingo, bongo. Yeah. Discretion. <laughs> Discretion. Um, some of the so and, and there's a lot of misinformation. So one of the things that's going around about the Alabama bill is that women can be prosecuted and jailed. Cannot. Not true. The specific, it's section five of the bill that states specifically women receiving abortions will not be held criminally or civilly liable. However, if you're a doctor performing abortions, you are uh, held responsible. It's a felony. It's a class A felony, which is the same as treason, folks. Uh, and you're you're held uh, for like ninety nine. You up can to be yeah years held up jail, to ninety nine years, which is fucking wild. Then. Yes. Also, women can be investigated. Even women who just have miscarriages can be yeah. investigated. And, and while you can't be prosecuted, and you're not the subject of that investigation, yeah. it still to me rings as clearly yeah. a a a shaming tactic. Yeah, and that's the Georgia law. Um, which is also very bad. And that law is, that's the six-week ban you've been hearing about. That's also in the Georgia law. Um, which is also bad for lots of reasons. Because most women don't know they're pregnant at six weeks. So, um, that's like not how that happens. Um, something else that was in the bill. This isn't really relevant to our conversation, but it's kind of fucking wild. They yeah. were comparing aborted cells to Holocaust victims. Of course they were. Like, it's nuts. They were like, this many people died in the Holocaust. And however, this many more... Uh, cells were aborted and like I say cells for a very specific reason yes um so like that's kind of bananas yeah well anytime anyone wants to get anyone like fired up about anything they're like the holocaust Holocaust. and someone's like I'm I'm ready to go (laughs) yeah um and so there are two other there are just two other things I want to know before we move on one of them is that this law both of these laws they're currently unenforceable they're not enforceable. Um, they have to pass through other levels of government and also currently under federal law, they're unenforceable, um, which is a different problem. But here's the other thing. The Alabama bill, this isn't actually a bill um, that is meant to do anything except trigger a Supreme Court appeal, which is very dangerous yeah. and very it's bad. It's really like a almost a greater evil. Yeah. Like you think you know it, you're like, ah, no, this is bad. This yeah. is bad. But then it's like, surprise, it's actually badder. Yeah. Badder than you thought. And the government, the government, oh my god, the governor herself said that. She was like, this is unenforceable as it is, like I, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Like it's specifically designed to get a repeal on Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Um, and that's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a scary, scary time. Yeah. And again, like, not that this needs to be repeat or like hasn't been said a million times but banning abortion does not stop Stop people from having abortions it just increases the number of women who die from abortions that they either do themselves or procure from like you know not certified individuals yeah and also if you really cared about life you would put a lot more effort into preventing school shootings and funding sexual education and supporting low-income families not putting kids in cages not ripping them away from their parents yeah, any, any num- you've heard this yeah any we all know like right? you know 
funding yeah the foster care and and oh god you know, all of it yeah um another thing that's been talked about a lot about this particularly the Alabama bill is that it hasn't it doesn't leave um exceptions for rape uh victims or ch- children and here's the thing that I I get it like obviously those are important cases right like you know no one should be forced to carry the child to term at any for any reason those are extreme yeah. circumstances um but yeah but here's the thing like i i have volunteered as an escort and i've volunteered as a support person and to escort women to their abortion appointments yes, <laughs> not as an like can you <laughs> i volunteered as Jesus a Christ. sex worker which <laughs> just is like so many reasons i didn't know you could do that no, I'm did sorry. you put that on your cv I'm sorry. Um, That's my bad, guys. Anyways. Um, Yeah, and, like, women who are getting them for extenuating circumstances, women just because, like, you know, for any reason, any reason, they all feel like they don't deserve to be there, and that is garbage trash because it shouldn't have to be a rape. It shouldn't have to be. It could just be because you're not ready. Yeah. Like, that is it. That's all it takes. Like Or just because you don't want... want a yeah child yeah and either like you don't want a kid you're not anything like it doesn't matter to me it's a medical procedure that should be available to you i do not care yeah i i I literally give absolutely there could not be less fucks that i give while you're there yeah just that you have the ability to get it yeah if you need it those kind of arguments again i liken them to when you're having an argument about rape not that anyone should argue with you about rape but if (laughs) and people are like yeah, like, bro, don't you care? Like, what if it was your sister? And then they're like, now I care. <laughs> like, you're like, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter if you're related to the person who's being sexually assaulted. Just care about people. And it's the same thing. It's like, well, abortion should be legal if it's, like, the worst possible case scenario. And it's like, no, no, it should be available no matter what the case. It should be an individual's choice. Yeah. Everybody has the rights to their own body and to bodily autonomy. Yeah. That is basically what this comes down to. Um, big old deal. Big old deal. Yeah. And as soon as you take that away, you're saying it's okay for a, a, a government or an outside authority to dictate someone's literal physical person. Yeah. And that's bananas. And then... That's when they start implanting things in you because they can, and then you are tracked, and then the world ends, and Big Brother. Or Handmaid's Tale. Same. (laughs) Same book. I think think it's the same book. I think it was written by the same person, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. (laughs) I'm sure Margaret Atwood would really appreciate that. (laughs) Margaret Atwood is Big Brother. (laughs) I believe it. I buy Facts! I buy that book. Facts podcast. I buy that Rolling Stone interview. Yeah. But what we really wanted to do, the reason we really wanted to make this episode is, like I said at the top, something that we're just seeing so much is people being like, oh my gosh, so happy I live in Canada, or I want to move to Canada, and abortion is legal in Canada. But do not equate something being legal with something being accessible, because largely in a lot of ways 
abortion is still not accessible in most areas of this country and that's a really big problem that's not being addressed by anyone even our dumb supermodel prime minister who likes to get up and give beautiful speeches and cry is not actually doing anything to ensure that women are having their um rights protected and um that their rights are are accessible to them like just because something's written down on paper that's not good enough that that has to be enforced and it's not being enforced not at any level i would i would even go as far to say is that abortion is inaccessible in every province just to varying degrees because right no yeah in different ways not a single province in canada has abortion fully funded has clinics fully funded none of that yeah um our big case is rv morgenthaler um and so that is essentially what makes abortion decriminalized by law. It's a federal case. It's a Supreme Court case. Um, and much like the states, the provinces operate under their own jurisdiction for most of the time. That's what makes things like healthcare and education very, very hard to legislate. Um, yeah, so New Brunswick, PEI, those are two of the provinces where we see the biggest, like the most drastic cases of inaccessibility. It's the Canadian East Coast. Yeah. Um, New Brunswick, it wasn't until, so it, up until 2015, you had to have two physicians sign on to someone's abortion as medically necessary, which is, of course, a statement that's up for interpretation. And also, uh, totally ludicrous, like medically necessary, as we just said, should not be a qualifier. No. And, and that law existed only, only like, it was only in 2015 that it was struck down. Yeah. However, attached to that is a new amendment that says there's no funding for clinics at all. Um, you can only get an abortion in a hospital. So, yeah. Fewer than one in five Canadian hospitals provide abortion services. So, like, that should give you a good idea of what that funding means. Yes. Yeah. And also, it's such a vulnerable thing because it's a hot debate topic in our society that to have to walk into an institution that is not there specifically for that and to have to ask for that and run the risk of being rejected because doctors can be like, no, I don't want to do this, is also like a deterring factor. Yeah. PEI is the other province that's really sort of starkly in the past on this. Um, They refused to provide any abortion services uh, at all until two years ago. Now their restriction for the abortion pill is nine weeks and surgical to 12 weeks and six days. Here's the thing, Canadian law, federal Canadian law, uh, you have to provide an abortion up to 24 weeks. But like we said, the provinces, they, they often ignore federal law and then the federal government doesn't do anything about it. They don't penalize them for it. They don't talk about it. And, and just to be clear, they can penalize them. Yeah monetarily which is usually the most effective way to penalize somebody they can they can withhold their transfers they can do a lot but they don't so if justin trudeau really cared as much as he pretends to but nothing is done it's all very symbolic yeah less starkly the prairies also still have some like bad news bears shit going down Uh, manitoba doesn't have fun abortion clinics period like at all which like is garbage there's only two clinics in all of alberta 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 alberta's big guys like it's a bit like distance i'm talking like geographical distance like another thing that's really important to understand about canada is that while 
it's lacking in population at times. It is overcompensating in geography. Yeah. It is a real spread out country. Provinces are quite large. Yeah. So, like, having just two clinics in, like, a province is insane and means that, like, you probably have to drive there. You probably have to stay overnight and the waiting lists are going to be horrendous, which for, for something that is time sensitive is an issue. Waiting lists on Canada are on average five to six weeks. Another problem that we have. Five to six, six weeks. weeks. Yeah. Uh, another problem that we have is that, like Sophia said, like you have to travel. But here's the thing. There are lots of doctors and hospitals that will refuse to treat you if you're from another province. That is, a, I want to be very, very clear. And people have been persecuted in the past for this to no real success. It is illegal in Canada to do that. You cannot do that. Except in Quebec, where there is a loophole. But otherwise... Oh, the French. Yeah, you cannot refuse... Like, that's... You can't. That's, like, not how that works. So, bad news bears. Um, The birth control pill uh, is not covered at all in Saskatchewan and Manitoba. (laughs) Which is, like, a whole thing. So we will not provide you with contraception, and we will not provide you with emergency contraception. Yeah. And we will just, just go... Just go for it. Yeah. Just try your best, I guess. Yeah, it's like crazy. And in the entirety of all of Manitoba, the abortion pill is only available in three places. Yeah. And because it's not covered, you're uh, charged $350 Yeah. It. Um, And in Ontario, which has Toronto, which is arguably like a very, very large city. It's the largest center. city in, in Canada. Yeah. Um, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Every Canadian not from Toronto just groaned. And you know what? That's jealousy. <laughs> you should. I really wish I could have captured her face. <laughs> I kid, I kid. But it's true. <laughs> um, but abortion, it's only partially funded. Clinics are only partially funded here. They're not fully funded. So if you can't get funding and if you're not covered under insurance, uh, surgical abortion is around $700. Yeah. So I don't really know. And also, like, even in Toronto, which the city itself has multiple abortion clinics. We have, like, four, I think. We have four abortion clinics in the city. Um, There are still waiting lists, like, massive waiting lists. Again, this is a time-sensitive issue. And so I can't imagine if in the province you have less abortion clinics than we have in this city. It's absurd. Yeah, it is absurd. It really is. Just because it's legal does not mean it's like accessible no and i also think like one of the things about like the hospitals not like providing abortions canadian medical schools spend on average less than an hour during an entire four-year curriculum talking about abortion as a procedure at all and first trimester surgical techniques are not discussed period which basically means they're relying on you to take the pill which wasn't actually available in Canada until, like, pretty recently, let's be honest. So, and like, also, like, you have to get in there. It's, like, 10 to 12 weeks, yeah. like. Yeah. So you have to find out that you're pregnant, and then you have to get on a waiting list and make it in there for, like, an assessment, and then, like, to get this pill, like, within 10 weeks. Yeah. I think it might be less than that, actually, but. Yeah. I, it's just, it's, it's banana pants. And also, you know, my parents were living in the city in Toronto when uh, there was an abortion clinic that was blown up. 
the Morgan, the, that was one of the Morgan Teller clinics. Yeah. yeah, it was burnt down. And you know, as you said, you will walk women to their appointments, and they need an escort because there are protesters outside yeah. who will harass them yeah. and threaten them. So, yeah, you're right. Like we're not the South, but we have really let ourselves down by not paying attention to how this is being enforced to not caring enough to looking at what's actually going on in our own country to just sitting around and assuming that everything is sunshine and rainbows because that's what we tell the rest of the world like there are problems here there are women in trouble here like we have to be putting pressure on our own governments to enforce uh, protect our rights and to penalize the people who are doing illegal shit yeah for sure and like that's the other thing like here's the thing the federal government has all these laws ontario and bc are the only provinces that have any kind of laws about who can be outside of these clinics so ontario has buffer zones um however again most of them are not enforced yeah. like we've called the cops before and like they don't come for the most part bc's laws are actually pretty strict and like they have had a great deal of success keeping people out goddamn bc yeah really um but ontario is just kind of done very poorly um at this it's gotten better i think in recent years but i know that it used to be really really awful yeah so the moral of the story is Canada is not that great. This goes for most things, and I'm sure we'll talk about this again in oh, other yeah. areas, like racism. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. But we just felt like this was a part of the discussion that's not being had right now. Um, you know, don't just care when it's America. Be informed. Do your Googles. Honestly, all of this information, like, some of it I knew from, like, volunteering, but some of it, like, I just went to the computer and did a Google search. Yeah. Like, some of this we just knew from, like, the experiences of the people around us, and then yeah. we, like, dug deeper. Yeah. Just, like, you know, you know, do an informed Google search. Do an informed Google search. Have an informed rage. Like, Have rage about rage. things. I think rage is good, but, like, oh, it's only good if you know what you're raging about. Yeah. Like, yeah life is incredibly frustrating and unfair and these laws that are being passed or trying to be passed are just despicable but know what you're talking about or you're useless you know know what you're praising or you're just as bad yeah. when you're just standing around patting yourself on the back while women in this country are still suffering and also, like, you know, just as Roe v. Wade is up for, could be up for reappeal, so can R.V. Morgan Teller. There have been protests in Canada, like this past week, that are anti-abortion protests that politicians have attended. Like, we are not nice. No. <laughs> a? Like? No, A, no, yeah. Everything is not greener over here. Most of the time is snowing. No. Also, like, tell your MPs and your MPPs that you care about this. Yeah. Because they're the people, like, if you go to Action Canada, a lot of the time, like, they have templates for you. You don't even have to write it yourself. Yeah. But, like, you know, call, write, do Pay attention. We can write. Subtweet. Yeah. Start a blog. <laughs> 
We can write a template for our website if you want that people can just copy and paste into an email into your MPP or MP. It's not hard. I would do your MPP just because most of the stuff is shaking down at the provincial level yeah. right now. Um, and but luckily we care. have mini Trump in Ontario. Yeah, but pe- tell them tell them you care. Let your representatives know you give a shit. Yeah, and like also actually give a shit. Yes, that's that would be. Don't just insta give a shit. Not that we don't insta give a shit at some point, but like. We do. Maybe not right now. No. Not this point. No. Another point. No. You know? <laughs> Give actual fucks. <laughs> okay. Great. Thank you for joining us on this exciting adventure that was the mini e- the mini episode. The mini special bonus episode. Maybe we'll do more of these. I don't know. We, this is really just an extended rant, but it's like more serious than our regular rants. I wonder how long I can keep this going when I don't have anything to say. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I'll never stop. It's a competition. It's uh, with myself and the mic. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. If you've made it all the way to the end, we thank you. We pity you, but also we thank you. You can find us on all kinds of socials we don't know how to use. Uh, we're Akko Rocco, A-W-K-O-R-O-C-O on Twitter and Akko on Instagram. If you have topics, ideas, questions, compliments, you can email us at akkorocco at gmail.com. We do not accept complaints. Um, if you like what we do and you want us to do it better, you can support us on Patreon. We'll leave a link in the show notes. Big thanks to Nathan for our intro music and Callum for our beautiful icon art. We'll link his Instagram in the show notes as well. He does real good art. Please check it out. That's all she wrote, folks. See you next week. Go be awkward.